Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard the number that you can call and be on the show on today's edition of Calvary Live. I want to welcome all of you to Calvary Live. And I am your host, Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. Welcome, welcome. It's good to have you tuned in to today's program. That number again, 303-690-3000. I'll be repeating that number throughout the next hour as I'm with you. You have opportunity to call in and ask questions uh, about the Lord, uh, about, uh, you, you know, some uh, Bible reading that perhaps you have done that has uh, prompted some questions, maybe about Christian living um, here, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to God's Word together to get some clarity and understanding, uh, to get God's truth, because His Word is truth. This is God-breathed, all of it, from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness. And so I'm so blessed, and I know you are as well, that we can go to God's Word to his truth, and uh, we can uh, see God's love, uh, his provision. Um, we see God, his character, his nature, his essence revealed to us, and we get to be able to know about salvation, uh, about his love for us, his faithfulness, goodness, how we are to live. So I would encourage you hey, give me a call, 303 690 3000. We have open lines, grab one of those open lines, and uh, we want to be able uh, to encourage you in the things of the Lord and uh, to be able to point you to God's truth. There is uh, a text line that you can ask your questions, and also we take prayer requests. You can give us a call. We'll be happy to pray with you, or you can do it on a dedicated text line. That number is 720 330-336-0897. Three three six zero eight nine seven. Just love talking with you about the things of the Lord. Maybe, maybe you're listening today. Whether it's on Grace FM, as you're listening live all along the Front Range here in Colorado and up in Southern Wyoming. Many of us are ending our work week or our school week. You're headed home. You're at practice. Maybe with the kids, maybe at home getting a snack for them. Uh, Maybe you're just out and about or finishing work today. Uh, Let's finish well uh, talking about the things of the Lord and uh, be a blessing to one another as as we do talk about uh, the things of God, as uh, we encourage one another, edify one another, uh, lift each other up. That's really what this program's about, is we pray for one another. And so maybe perhaps you're listening on Truth FM or Hope FM on the East Coast. We welcome you as well. You too can call uh, at this number, 303-690-3000, and uh, we will answer the phone, and you'll be on the air. Uh, you are a week delayed. This broadcast will uh, be on your station next week, uh, but you get to listen in to the conversation. So 
Also welcome all the online listeners as well. And uh, so let's go to the Lord together. Let me know you're out there, you're listening, and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, Again, I am Jeff Figgs from Calvary Chapel Greeley. So delighted to be with you. And uh, even if you're out there, maybe you just tuned in and maybe you want to know about salvation. Maybe you want to know about um, how to be saved. How do I know that I can go to heaven uh, if I'm forgiven? I want to share with you the things of the Lord. Uh, we're going to be in Romans chapter 10 on Sunday here in uh, Greeley, at Calvary Greeley. Uh, we have three morning services on Sunday, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. Hey, don't forget that this weekend uh, we are going to Daylight Savings Time, so you got to advance those clocks one hour. Uh, many of our uh, mobile devices and and uh, and iPhones and things like that, go ahead and do that automatically. Uh, but if you're like me, you still got clocks in the house or clocks here at church, you want to advance those clocks one hour uh, before you go to bed on Saturday, and we lose an hour of sleep, but the days will be longer, and uh, and we'll have those three morning services. But we're going to be in Romans chapter 10, and I want to read to you. It's such a wonderful chapter, as Paul writes, inspired by the Spirit of God, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, there's a lot of people that we know, they think that they will be saved because they're a good person. They think that they will be saved because they belong perhaps to a church or were baptized in a church or gave to a church or because my parents were Christians. I was raised in a Christian home. Hey, it's coming in faith in Jesus Christ and calling upon the name of the Lord. And if there's anyone out there you'd like to know more about the gospel and and how to come to salvation, Give me a call at 303-690-3000. Love to talk to you about that and to bless you and to give you truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is good news. So give me a call. Again, uh, that text number is 720-336-0897. But let's go ahead and go to Liz on line one. Liz? Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm... I'm good. I'm good. Um, So I need both prayer and, I guess, wisdom for wisdom and advice. Um, Godly advice, biblical advice. Um, I I have a heart condition, and I'm saved. I've been baptized. You know, Lord is my Savior. Confessed Him as my Savior. Um. I have a heart condition, and I've been told by my cardiologist that if I don't have this operation, um, I could pretty much have heart failure any minute. Okay. I have four and kids. You- They're all grown, grown adults. I don't mm-hmm. have a husband. I currently live at my at a friend's house. Like I live, I rent her basement from her. Okay. I want to go home. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and I'm torn. Wh- I'm so torn. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, it's a hard, difficult place that you're at. There was one in the New Testament, Liz, you probably know this, that Paul the Apostle, he was sitting in prison. He's chained to a, a Roman guard 24-7. He doesn't know what's going to happen to him. He's going to face Caesar Nero. He doesn't know if he's going to be executed or whether um, he's going to be released. And he has that ser- same kind of, of turmoil that's going on. I don't know so much turmoil, but desire that you have. Um, he says, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And, and it goes on to say, for me uh, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And he says, I'm hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain and be in the flesh is more needful for you. And he says this, that I'm between these two you know, things. I want to go home, be with the Lord, because he knew that heaven is real. And that's what you're expressing. I, I imagine with your, your sickness and with your heart condition, um, that there are times where it's like, Lord, I just want to go home. But I think that for us as Christians, that all of us should have a desire, a desire to for heaven. And I think it's what's important for you, Liz, is to go to the Lord and say, Lord, you hold every breath that I take in your hand. And, and Daniel writes that. And you're the one that fashions my days. Even as Moses said, teach us to number our days. And Lord, you have a time where you are going to take me home. And if this is it, then I'm at peace with it. But if you want me to stay, because you still have opportunity to minister to your kids and minister to others as well. And I think that's the place that you need to be. And, you know, talk to your doctor, you know, uh, ask those questions that you need to ask. He's already told you that you pretty much need this heart surgery. Uh, And um, you go to the Lord and you pray and you seek the Lord. Um, But uh, you have opportunity to still minister, to still be here, and you entrust the Lord with your life every day, every breath that you take. And so I want to pray with you. And hopefully that's an encouragement to you, Liz. You still there? Liz? The Lord to tell me. You, you know, you still my there? life is in your hand. I'm here. Yeah, okay, See? good. You know, yeah. like my life is in his hands. I know that. And I know life is a gift. I know that. I'm very aware right. of that. But is it wrong to say, you know what, Lord... If it is your will for me to stay, give me a new heart, <laughs> literally, yeah. physically. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, you've I, already I, given I, me a new heart spiritually. Give me a new heart of the flesh now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there's there's nothing wrong with, I think you're in a good place, Liz. What I'm hearing from you is, listen, um, that I, I'm placing myself in your hands, Lord, and you, you know, you have a desire to go home. I, I think as Christians, like I said, we should have that desire. With me, Liz, um, you know, I'm fairly healthy, but I know that tomorrow isn't promised to me. And if the Lord wanted to take me home today or tomorrow, I'm okay with that. But yeah. where I'm at is, Lord, every day that I have, I want to live for you. And I think that 
I, I wish more Christians would have that eternal perspective that live each day for him, you know, because tomorrow isn't promised to us. And we want to live every day for his glory. And I think that's what you're saying is, Lord, if you want to yes. give me a new heart here in this life and continue on, then you have a purpose because he does have a plan. And when he's done with that, I really believe, you know, that God, where Moses says, teach us the number our days. David writes, you know, show us to fashion our days. And, and he has a number of days for us. And when you're done with me, then I have the peace that you're going to take me home. And I think you can rest in that and, and rest in that he has your life in his hand. And, um, and if you want to use me here to still minister, to be a light to others, then that's okay with me. But if you want to take me home, that's a glorious thought and a glorious promise that I have, and I think that's what Paul was saying. He says, "I'm between yeah. the two, you know. I go totally, home and be with I you." Totally understand yeah. him now. I yeah. totally understand it, him. Yeah. So let me pray with you, okay? Okay. Father, I pray for Liz, and she has very serious heart condition, and she's been told by the cardiologist that if she doesn't have surgery, that um, that it it could have. Uh, consequences of where uh, she would uh, die. And she has placed herself in your hands for salvation. And Lord, she wants to be in your will. And I just pray that you give her peace, that you would give her um, strength, that you give her comfort right now. And Lord, if it's your will, that you would heal her, that the the surgery would um, be successful and, and she would know that you're working in a way that she can minister to her children, uh, she can minister to others around her, and that you still have a plan for her and, and a purpose for her, and that we know that you fashion our days and you number our days. And, Lord, um, I, I pray that she would have a peace um, in knowing that um, when her life does end, that you hold every breath we take in your hand, and that she is going to go home to be with you because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So I just pray for my sister that you would just minister to her your peace and your comfort. She would trust every minute, every hour, even that old hymn, I need thee every hour. And Lord, she would just uh, be in that place of rest and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Hey, Liz, keep in touch with us, okay? Okay. I will. I'll be I will. I'll be praying for you. Okay. Thank God you. bless you. Uh-huh. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. You know, as Christians, we should long for heaven, but also know this, that the Lord, he has our lives in his hand. And as long as you want to use me, Lord, I want to be here to be used of you uh, every single day, every single hour, and and when the time comes that you're ready to take me home, I'm at peace with that as well, because uh, home is going to be heaven, and it's for eternity, and uh, it's just wonderful to just live in that peace and that rest, because a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't know what's going to happen to them when they die, and uh, living for the world, this world is temporary, and we can be about the things of the kingdom every single day, and to be able to um, invest in the kingdom. And uh, as long as you have me doing that, Lord, I'm going to continue to do that. So, 
hey, we got some open lines. Um, I want you to give me a call, 303-690-3000. I've had a couple calls, and they have dropped. Uh, one is Christina from Denver. I'd love for you to be able to uh, to give me a call back, Christina, because she asked a very um, important question. Uh, she says, I wonder if God allows our loved ones in heaven to interact with earth. And there's no indication of that in the scriptures. Um, and so, Christina, I just got the message that you're driving. So hopefully you're listening to this. And and, and I got the question on it on, um, on my computer here. They typed it in for me. But there's no um, indication uh, in scripture that, that we uh, are interacting with loved ones on earth. I want to uh, have you read when you get an opportunity, when you get home. Uh, go ahead and read Luke chapter 16. And uh, Luke chapter 16 is, is the story of the rich man and Lazarus that Jesus uh, tells. And the debate is, is it a parable or is it an actual story? And there are many commentators and theologians that believe that Jesus is actually telling a story here because in the parables that he tells, and a parable is a truth that comes alongside of a story. Uh, that's what para means, alongside of. So Jesus, speaking in parables to the people, would speak a truth of the kingdom of God um, with a story, alongside of a story that they could relate to and understand. So here, um, as he tells the story, there's no parables where he names anyone. And here he names uh, a certain rich man and then Lazarus. And both of them end up dying, and Lazarus goes to paradise. And then the rich man, he goes to the other side uh, of Hades. There's a, a big gulf between them. And there is the rich man on the side of the unrighteous dead. And he looks over, he sees Abraham, and he sees Lazarus. He recognizes them. He calls out and he says, hey, can you send Lazarus over here to dip some, you know, his finger in some water and touch my tongue? I'm in torment. And it was Abraham that said, no, uh, it's not going to happen. We can't uh, pass between sides here, uh, between paradise and the side of the unrighteous dead. And besides, there's a great gulf fix um, and so it was the rich man that says, hey, I have five brothers, um, and will you send Lazarus back to warn them? And Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no, he's not going to be able to go. Um, and so there's no indication that we interact with um, our loved ones here on earth, that we're in heaven. And so that's a story, I think, that you can look at. And uh, I believe that when we go to heaven, we're going to know one another. But right now, those that are in heaven uh, are in, you know, with the glorified, uh, you know, uh, you know, place of heaven, so glorious and wonderful. Um, and uh, we uh, see in Scripture there's no indication of that. So, Christina, hopefully that helps out, and hopefully that blesses you and uh, and uh, you can take a look at that and study some more on that. Hey, we got open lines, so give me a call, um, and uh, we'd love to be able to talk to you. Um, I had Samuel call from New Jersey, um, 
and uh, uh, was asking a question. So p- perhaps, Sam, you can call back and uh, you can uh, g- converse with us, and we'll try to answer your questions as much as as possible. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs at Calvary Chapel Greeley. So blessed to be with you. Uh, I know it's Friday afternoon. We're heading into a weekend. Uh, I'd love for you to be able to just call and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Maybe you got questions, and maybe you have some things that have been on your mind that you'd like to talk about. I'm going to go over to the text line, and that number is 720-336-0897. And there's an interesting question that is asked here. And somebody texted in this question, Is God disappointed in me if I don't read my Bible and pray every day? And and that's a very good question because a lot of people ask that. A lot of people will think that God must be so disappointed in me because I don't pray like I should. I don't read my Bible like I should. And, um, you know, here's the thing. It's good to read our Bible every day. Uh, It's good to pray every day. I always encourage our fellowship and the people in our congregation, read your Bible every day. Pray every day. Have that personal devotion with the Lord. It's such a key to spiritual health, uh, to, to have that devotion time. But if we miss a day, we miss a morning, something happens, it isn't that God looks at us and says, I'm so disappointed in you. Uh, I'm through with you. Um, but what happens is is we need to remember that the Lord wants to have fellowship with us. He wants us to come to him. Jesus, when it came to prayer, said, ask, please ask that your joy may be full. So the Father wants us to come to him because he wants us to develop that relationship with him. And we miss out when we don't go to him, when we're not reading our Bibles, when we're not praying and seeking him. And that's the way I look at it. It isn't that the Lord's up in heaven, leaning over the banister of heaven, pointing his finger at us and saying, I'm so disappointed in you because you didn't read your Bible today or you didn't pray today. But it's like the Father is up there going, I want to fellowship with you. I want to speak to you through the word. Uh, I I want to hear from you. I want to hear your heart. And that's the way to look at it. That's the way that that we as his children um, are to keep in mind that he's a loving father, that we don't have the spirit of fear, but the spirit of adoption that we can cry out, Abba, Father, and that he desires for us to interact with him, to come to him. And, and, for us to to be praying, to be seeking him through the word. And there's great blessing and benefit in that. Now, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can grieve the Holy Spirit when we're ignoring the Lord, when we are, you know, not sensitive to, to him as he's, you know, prompting our hearts, you know, come to me, uh, spend time with me. We can grieve the Holy Spirit when we're not in line with his will or attitudes that are in our hearts or involved in carnality or sin. Certainly we can do that, but the Lord wants us to come to him because he loves us so much. He wants us to develop that relationship with him. So hopefully that helps. Good question. Uh, But 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call here on Calvary Live, and let's go to Jennifer in Broomfield. Jennifer? Jennifer? Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, you're on Calvary Live. Okay, sorry, I cut out there for a minute. So my question no. was, and I, I was actually talking to 
um, one of the individuals that answers the phone, it's not necessarily for me. It's a question that, um, you know, people have asked before. And the question is, I, I personally don't, well, first of all, I personally don't believe um, that as a born-again believer that um, you should ever consider suicide. But at the same time, um, like I was discussing with the individual to answer the phone, I believe that circumstances such as medication, side effect, you know, um, sickness can, can definitely be a contributor. But I guess the question is, is I was listening to Calvary Live probably about, a, I want to say a week ago, and a particular pastor was talking, and I want to say that he said that as a Christian, if you were to commit suicide, that you wouldn't necessarily go to hell. So it doesn't sound like there's any particular scripture behind that. And I just I just want to know your opinion, because I, I, I guess I disagree, uh, you know, unless, like I said, it had something to do with um, a sickness or a, maybe side effect of medication or something. Well, Jennifer, I think what we need to do is we need to go to the scriptures and see what the scripture has to say. And, you know, you said that a born-again Christian should never commit suicide. Um, I might add to that. Um, no one um, sh- should commit suicide. Um, and I always say when the subject comes up that if there's anybody out there listening that you have suicidal thoughts, um, this is you know something that um, you know has c- crossed your mind or you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody in your family. Get some help. And the Lord desires for you to live. Um, and, and he has such a wonderful plan for you and he wants to, um, use you. He wants to bring comfort to you. Um, but suicide is, is, uh, something that we don't fully understand why a person, um, commits suicide. It, It seems so illogical to us, but it's very logical to them at that time. And it's very painful. And it leaves a lot of confusion and hurt and pain. So people ask, if you commit suicide, is that the unforgivable sin? Um, does that mean that, that you lose your salvation? Does that mean you're going to hell? There's all kinds of questions. Sometimes it's taught that way. What I see in the Scripture is that there's one unforgivable sin, and that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, all manner of sin is forgiven, except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And the thing is, is that suicide, we can look at it, it is a sin, because it's not God's will. He says, live. Choose between life and death. And he says, choose life. We are to live. But there's nowhere in Scripture that says that it's an unforgivable sin. If they are in Christ, if they are a believer, then... um, then we have to keep where the Scripture says that the unforgivable sin is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which is a rejection of Jesus Christ at the end of their life. So we don't agree with it. It, It's not God's will at all. But I cannot say from Scripture that it's the unforgivable sin. Um, And so that's what I have to stand on. And that's what, you know, we're told in Scripture— is that, um, you know, we're in Christ. Um, I believe in the security of believer. Um, and, and so that's where I got to leave it with the Lord. I got to leave it with the Lord. 
and um, and he's the judge. Um, but there's one unforgivable sin to blasphemy the Holy Spirit. Jennifer, does and, that yeah. th- that does that make sense? It does. It does. I actually agree with what you're saying. Before, maybe years ago, I would say no, um, only because I guess I was we were raised um, to believe that it was murder that you are taking your life. Um, yeah. You're not, you know, giving yourself your circumstance situation to the Lord. So, um, before I would say yes. However, yeah. now I can say that, like, like I said, circumstances, circumstances. Yeah. Um, like, you know, okay. I had a grandmother that had Alzheimer's. Yeah. She, she didn't yeah. know what she was doing. Yeah. She, you know, exactly. Hey, Jennifer, we're going to go to break. Thanks for calling. Very good question. Appreciate your comments. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard those numbers, how you can be a part of today's program of Calvary Live. This is Jeff Figgs. I am your host right now for the second half as well as the first half of Calvary Live today. So, so glad to be with you. Welcome, Grace FM listeners those of you listening on the East Coast on Hope FM and Truth FM, give me a call, 303-690-3000. We have some open lines. I want to uh, remind those in northern Colorado that uh, we do have Sunday morning services. Don't forget, daylight savings time this weekend. You know, a lot of people don't like it, and there's a lot of talk about changing it and all that. I kind of like daylight savings times when we switch the times because the days are longer uh, in the evenings. And, and it just reminds me that spring is coming, and I am looking so forward to spring. It has been a lot of snow in the mountains in Colorado. You perhaps have heard of the avalanches on I-70 and uh, the more snow today. And then also um, we're expecting uh, some rain here this evening, and I'm just looking forward to some warm days, some spring weather coming, and uh, it reminds me that it's on its way. Uh, but on Sunday, we have our three morning services at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. So come join us. We'll be in, in the Book of Romans, Chapter 10. And then on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock, we are in the Book of Revelation, and it's an incredible study. We're going to be looking this Wednesday coming up next week, uh, the seventh letter to the seventh church, the Church of Laodicea. And uh, they're the lukewarm church, so we got so much to learn from. And then after that, we'll be going into the third part of the book of Revelation. Remember that Revelation chapter 1, verse 19 gives us the outline of the book. John, that you write these things, which are, you know, um, that is um, the things which you have seen, uh, the things that are the church age, and then the things that will take place after this. And that's chapters 4 to the end of the book, which is all... Uh, future. And um, so it's a wonderful study. Join us if you can, 7 o'clock on Wednesday. We have a place for all the kids and for the youth. Uh, check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com. We do want to go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Steve in New Jersey. Steve? Steve? Hello? Steve, you're on Calvary Live. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you today? Right. I'm a good, I'm good. How you doing? 
I'm doing good. Good. You sound good. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I just uh, wanted to ask a question about prayer. When you pray for somebody for healing or anything, really, if it's not in your heart and you don't believe that it will happen, it won't happen. Correct? Well, we are to pray. You know, Hebrew says that... Um, that we can't please God without faith, that comes to our salvation. And then faith is the a very important part of prayer, to, right. to come and to understand that, that, Lord, you can heal if it's your will. Um, and uh, that faith we see in the Gospels. For example, Jesus marveled at the faith of the centurion, right? Um, right, because the centurion he trusted him. Yeah, he trusted him. He says, yep. just speak the word, and I know that my servant will be healed. Exactly. Um, we also know that um, that uh, the woman, it, it's amazing that Jesus marveled at the faith of two individuals in the Gospels, and both were Gentiles. The woman and the that other touched one, his uh, gown, his, uh, well, his, his, yeah. his clothes. Well, no, it was a Gentile woman up in Tyre about uh, her um, her child that was vexed with the demon. But okay, you yeah. bring you bring up something very important, and and you can also use the woman who had that issue of blood for twelve years. She had the faith: if I just reach out and touch the hem of his garment, then I'll be healed. And right. When that happened, virtue went out of Jesus, and he stopped the procession and said, "Who touched me?" And right. um, because virtue has gone out, but in that same story, and I, I, I think you bring something up very important that in that same story, who else was Jesus uh, ministering to at that time? The Gentiles. He was ministering to Jairus, Jairus, Jairus. who was the ruler of the synagogue. He was actually on his way to um, Jairus's uh, house. And we know that um, that Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, took a lot of, uh, of, of you know, courage for him to come to Jesus and said, come touch you know, my daughter. She's near death. And he had faith at that point, and they're on their way, and all of a sudden he interacts with that woman with um, the issue of blood and heals her. And I'm sure Jairus is out there in front going, Come on, we need to get going. We need to get going. My daughter is about ready to die. And then all of a sudden, he gets word that, you know what, don't bother to teach her anymore. Um, and, um, you, you know, your daughter is dead. And, and Jesus, what did he say to Jairus? He said, only believe. Right. You know, only believe. And it reminds me also of that man who, when Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration, um, there was a man that had a son that was vexed with the demon. And Jesus said, do you believe, you know? And the man said, I believe, but help my unbelief. You know, sometimes there is that unbelief. And and there's been times where I've prayed about something. I thought, Lord, okay, I know there's a little bit of faith there, the size of a mustard seed. Um that's not much, but really I doubt it. There was unbelief, and I have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, help my unbelief. And he worked out of his grace and out of his mercy and out of his goodness. So, yeah, you know, faith is needed. 
we have faith that God can work, but I'll tell you what, there's been times where I prayed where I thought, this isn't going to happen, or this seems like it's impossible, and then the Lord showed himself strong on our behalf. So we want to have faith. We need to be children of faith. Um, but, you know, that's why I get a little bit, um, Steve, I get a little bit when I hear the faith teachers say, you've got to have faith, you know, and they're, you've got to have faith. And, and I think, how much faith do you have to have? And Jesus said, you. if you got faith the size of a mustard seed, which is the smallest of seeds, you can move mountains. So as long as we got that, if we got that, but there can be unbelief that can come in cloud. And there can be the yep. enemy that, you know, comes along and says, you know what, it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. Other people come. And when it was Jairus that was there and he got word that his daughter was dead and Jesus is saying, only believe, Jairus, only believe, what did he have to do? He moved out the mourners. He moved out the mourners who were there mourning and mocking him. They began right. to laugh when Jesus said, she's not dead, she's only asleep. So that's what I have to do, and that's what any of us have to do. We have to move out the mockers. Right. We have to, to move that uh-huh. out and say, yeah. I, so I get a lot of mockers mocking me. I lost a lot of <laughs> friends because of Jesus, but I'm not complaining. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm so happy to have him in my life. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It is. And he has preeminence over all other relationships. And Jesus said, I came to divide, didn't he? Between mother and daughter and father and son. And and, um, he said, I came to divide because he does bring that division. When we come to him, all of a sudden relationships change and stuff. So, hey, Steve. Like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, like you wouldn't believe. Thanks, Steve. God bless you, Steve. You have a good weekend. Thanks for calling in. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado. Let's go to Mac in Pennsylvania. Mac? Hey, how, how you how doing, are? Pastor? Great, great to talk to you. you. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. What can we do for you? Well, first of all, I, I really appreciate the counsel you gave the cat, that woman uh, Wednesday night that was really, really troubled. And, uh, uh-huh. the, yeah, the one, I guess her husband had left or something and she was really troubled. And I, and I called in saying I'd be praying and fasting for her because, you know, this kind goeth not worth it by prayer and fasting. And I told yeah. your screener I was hoping for an update on her. But, um, the, you were no. also talking to this, to this last caller about faith. And I'm surprised, yeah. that, you know, that, that, that when Peter was in jail and, they're praying for him, and then he's knocking at the door, and they, they couldn't believe that when, I guess, it was Rhoda yeah. that went to answer the door, he's there, and they said, what? You're, you're crazy. Now, how much yeah. faith do they have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, what's interesting about that story, Mac, is, first of all, Rhoda leaves them outside. He's going, it's me, Peter, and so instead of opening the door, she runs upstairs, and she says, Somebody's knocking on the door, says it's Peter. And what did they say? They said, no, it's not Peter. It's only his angel. Now, if I was in, ch- if I was in church on a Sunday morning and I was to say, hey, there's an angel outside in the parking lot there, the sanctuary would, op- it would empty out <laughs> because 
everybody would be going out there, but they just keep on praying, and that amazes me, because I think they were more aware of angels, perhaps, at that time. And so, anyway, I find that story to be very interesting. So, it is. And, so, and Pastor, and again, thanks for taking my call. It's amazing. I find, look, if you're not trusting the Lord, just tell Him. That, you know, Lord, I'm not trusting you today, because don't play games yeah. with Him. I mean, we're human. I mean, you look at Peter yeah. after he said, oh, I, you know, the, the, I see a lot of myself in him. The, you know, he, when he took the cut the ear off, he was going for the head, and then I'll never deny you, and then... And then, uh, and then, of course, he does, and he cussed. And then, but I, one of the Gospels, the angel said, go tell the disciples. And then he said, and Peter. In other words, emphasizing, make sure Peter knows this. It's not over. He was so discouraged and beating yeah. himself down because he failed that you get back up. And right. it's, it's, it, I, I just started listening to your program here a couple days ago. I just was scanning through the radio. And I heard it on on a, on a Philadelphia area station going out. I was going to, because we had the experience of having to leave a church. Um, uh-huh. And I don't know if you ever heard of this, Pastor B-I-B-L-E, Basic Instruction Before Leaving Earth. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard that? Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. B-I-B-L-E, you know, Bible, Basic right. Instruction Before Leaving Earth. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I mean, nothing in there that can be checked out can be proven wrong, you know. And it's and uh, yeah. but anyway, I I called for I told the screener, you know, to let the top date on cat and also to pray for me for direction because I'm uh, between jobs and I might okay. be looking to re relocate out in the Altoona, the central area of Pennsylvania. There's a guy out there. I don't know if you've ever heard of the program Stand in the Gap. You know, I have it. Well, what is it? If you, it's a web page. They look at the news through a biblical and, and constitutional perspective. And there's a pa- the panel is Gary Dahl of the Faith Baptist Church in in, uh, in Altoona, and he gets involved in the community. He had the Ten Commandments put back up on Altoona High School, which is a, a big school. And mm-hmm. the program started about six uh, four years ago. And it's it's a great program, but if you can Google jump it on um, standinthegapradio.com, but it's on something like 500 stations now. And it's, oh, great. It, it, it's, it's a really good, I guess you would be mountain time, so I guess it would be on your time at around uh, 10, because it comes on in the Philadelphia area five after, you know, five minutes past noon, and then it goes to one. So I guess it would be on your area, um, you know, about five after 10. But it's a really good it's a really good way to look at the news and through a constitutional and biblical perspective. And uh, I might be relocating to where that church is. So okay, well, Mac, let me pray with you and and um, and appreciate you calling. I'm glad you found Calvary Live. And Father, I pray for Mac. I pray that as he's looking at relocating, that you would uh, just take him to um, you know the right job, the right place. Um, and as we discussed earlier in our conversation, that uh, you know there are times where we do um, we we doubt or we wonder, um, but Lord, I just pray that um, as He desires to trust in You every day and what You're doing in His life, that You would uh, just uh, give Him wisdom, direction in um, the right job and the job placement and relocation, because You care about us and You 
would provide for him, and it'd be the perfect place where you would have him. Um, and I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Amen. thanks, God Mac. You, okay, you too. Have a great weekend. 303-690-3000. we still got some time um, for some calls, so give me a call. Let's go to Mike and Eaton. Mike? Hey, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Good. How are you, Mike? I'm good. Hey, got a quick question for you. Me and my family and friends, we've had lots of discussions on this subject. So I'm kind of of the belief that, you know, God is sovereign, so God can know everything, but also God can choose not to know everything if he wants to, like what we're going to do or whatever, because he gave us um, the right for free will. So uh-huh. Therefore, I believe maybe he doesn't know what we're going to do. But the one that throws me off is like Psalms 139, I think, verse 16, where it says he has all of our days written in a book before we were even born, basically. And I'm like, so does he know Hitler was going to be a murderer of Jews before Hitler was even born? Yeah. So, I'm so kind of, I just, you're t- I'm confused on this whole subject, I guess. Well, here's the thing. You're talking about the sovereignty of God, and that's a very— difficult subject for us to grasp because we have a finite mind. He's infinite. um, And we need to go with what Scripture says. Um, In Psalm 139, verse 16, for the sake of our readers, uh, it's a very well-known psalm um, that David writes, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they were written, The days fashioned for me, when as yet they were none of them. Um, I I want to take you to Romans, Mike. And in the book of Romans, um, God, you know, sovereignty is spoken of. And he says this. He's talking to the church. He's talking to those Christians that needed to be comforted. And in chapter 8, he's talking about, you know, walking in the Spirit. And he says, And we know that all things work together for good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So he begins to go into the sovereignty of God, that he's working in eternity's perspective for good. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conforming to the image of a son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. So what we see here is he begins to touch on the sovereignty of God, predestination, whom he called. Here's the thing to remember, that God has foreknowledge. Isaiah says that he knows the end from the beginning. So he knows all. And you said, well, he, can cho- he chooses not to know everything. Well, our God knows everything. He knows the end from the beginning. Isaiah goes on to say he knows the things that have not yet been declared. So I believe that he does know everything. And he sees everything that's going to take place. He knows it. Um, And then in chapter 11, uh, again, talking about the sovereignty of God, or actually I'm going to take you back to to chapter, uh, chapter 9. And he says that he begins to talk about God's sovereignty and in um, choosing vessels of honor. And he says, Who are you, O man, to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Does not the potter 
have power over the clay, same lump to make one vessel of honor, another for dishonor. He goes back, you read that chapter, he uses Pharaoh as an example. He says, for the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I have raised you up that I may show my power in you that my name may be declared in all the earth. So that's pretty powerful, isn't it, Mike? And, And so when it came to Hitler, God has foreknowledge. That's one thing that we don't have. He has foreknowledge where he knows the end from the beginning. And and he does choose, and he predestines. But the Scripture also talks about human responsibility, and that's what you were talking on. And in chapter 10 of the book of Romans, he says that— for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, and that word, whosoever, means everybody. So it doesn't take away the responsibility that we have to respond to the gospel. That's the neat thing about whosoever. That means anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're talking about choice there. Yeah. So... Both are true in the scriptures, Mike. And if you get it all figured out, then you can call and let me know. <laughs> but we we can't figure it all out. I think it was uh, uh, a commentator's name by the name of J.B. Phillips. He said if God was you know uh, small enough to figure out, he wouldn't be big enough to worship. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You're talking about something that we just cannot quite grasp. He has foreknowledge. He does work sovereignly. He chooses. Um, when he uses Pharaoh, you know, people read that and say, well, that isn't fair. That isn't fair that he hardened Pharaoh's heart. But when you go back to the book of Exodus, you see that Pharaoh hardened his heart some six times before God hardened his heart. And that word harden means to confirm. So it did not you know, take away the responsibility that Pharaoh had to respond to Moses who said, listen, the God of the universe, the creator of this world, the true and living God says, let my people go. And Pharaoh hardened his heart, he hardened his heart, he hardened his heart six times before God comes along and hardened his heart. So those are the things that we see. So there's human responsibility. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Again, whosoever. Um, we have the right to choose, right, Mike? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I chose to marry my, my wife, Sue. She chose to accept the proposal I gave to her nearly 30 years ago, and God has the right to choose as well. But we also know God works sovereignly, and we also know that there's responsibility that we have, and I can't get it all figured out. It, it's something that we can't fully grasp, but I do know this. When we get to heaven in Revelation chapter 19, it says, we will say, righteous and true are your decisions. Righteous and true are your judgments, O Lord. And um, so I kind of leave it at that. Yeah, I just have a hard time. I know because the Bible even says in certain parts, I don't remember where, but how we've limited God in certain areas. And I'm like, I just can't believe that God would put a murderer on earth knowing he was going to go murder children. 
or rape children. And they're like, yeah, God knows all. And I'm like, but God gave us free will, so how could he know all? Right. Free will means it, yeah, right yeah. to choose. And I just kind of are... have a hard time believing that he would put yeah. a guy on earth knowing he was going to rape children. Well, here, here's the thing. We live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world where there's sin, disease, sickness. There's, you know, um, all kinds of of terrible things that happen. We see it in the news. You know, when we see somebody, you know, mass shooting, the crimes against children. But the thing is, is we live in a sinful world and um, it's, it's part of the fall of mankind. And, you know, all these things we don't fully understand. I can look at it and say, Lord, why don't you just wipe everybody out and let's get on with this, you know, and let's get on with heaven. Um, but he is sovereign and he works sovereignly. We don't fully understand everything. And Mike, here's the thing. For me, I don't know why he chose me. I don't know why he uses me the way that he does. I'm very thankful for it. Um, I don't worry about the whys. I rejoice in it is what I do. And I'm thankful for it. And that's where I try to stay in that place. And I don't have everything figured out, but I do know this, that Jesus Christ is going to come back and set everything right. And I know that Jesus Christ came and died for my sins to give us hope. And to anybody who will come to him, to the cross of Calvary, and believe in him, they will be saved. So that's the message that we give. All right? Hey, Mike, maybe you dropped off, but I appreciate your call. Very, very tough subject to talk about um, as we talk about uh, those things. Hey, we got a few minutes uh, left, um, four minutes. Let's go to Diamond in Littleton. Hey, hey, Diamond, are you there? Maybe we lost her. Sorry if we lost you. She dropped, but um, let me just look at this. Um, she uh, had an answer to prayer, um, and um, and so it's kind of that continuation diamond, isn't it, of what we talked about with Peter when he was released from prison, the angel. She came to the door where the disciples uh, and the believers were praying, and Rhoda came to the door and didn't believe that it was him or the people upstairs uh, that he was knocking at the door. So, um, you know, the Lord's so gracious. Um, he desires for us to believe. And and what I wanted to go back to, I wanted to make the, the reference to uh, Mark when that man, you know, said to Jesus, I believe, um, but help my unbelief. And that's all Jesus wanted in the honesty of his heart to come and um, and to say, there's unbelief, Lord, and help me. And the Lord in his compassion and in his mercy would begin to minister um, and begin to uh, to just um, to minister to his heart. And he worked in that way, and he works in our lives. So we want to come to him. Lord, you can work in any situation because you're almighty God, but there's times where I doubt, and there's times where I fail, and in our weakness, he makes us strong, and in our, you know, uh, times where uh, we think, Lord, there's no way, uh, he can make a way, um, and he can work in any situation that we might find ourselves in, um, and 
whatever it is that we're praying for. So uh, he's a mighty God, mighty to save, mighty to work in our lives. And he says, ask, please ask that your joy may be full. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show. I wanted to remind you again that this weekend, be sure to set your clocks uh, for daylight savings time. Don't let that stop you. An hour uh, of sleep that we lose from going and being in fellowship. I always encourage everybody, especially uh, at the end of the week, uh, that you be in church. Be in a Bible-believing church. Be in fellowship with other believers if you can. I know that some people can't, or they work, or they're shut-ins, or they're not feeling good, or whatever the case may be. But um, there's technology to where you can listen online, live stream. You can live stream our teaching uh, at the 9.30 and 11 o'clock service at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and uh, and be in fellowship, be in church, belong to a Bible-believing church. This Saturday, spring forward your clocks one hour and um, and be with the brethren, because there is blessing and benefit in that as you uh, are uh, together. It's good for the brethren to dwell together in unity, is what the Bible says, and I hope that you are blessed and benefited by being in a church. So be sure to go to church. Billy Graham used to say that all the time at the end of his um, you know, crusades. He would say, be sure to go to church on Sunday. And um, and I echo that. I repeat that. So we want to be able to do that. Continue to read your Bibles. Continue to listen to your Christian station. Those of you at Grace FM on this station can stay t- tuned uh, for um, the next program coming on. God bless you. You guys have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.